0: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: i Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Unbelievably busy day. Delighted that you are here. Obviously, Game 1 NBA Finals last night, which I will get to in just a moment, uh, leads the top of the sports headlines here. A dominating performance, a dominating win for LeBron and the Lakers, leading many to wonder if the series is already over and it has only just begun. And, of course, there is a ton... Of baseball going on as we speak and beyond into this weekend an unprecedentedly exciting and full baseball schedule but we begin with news that we knew was coming we talked about it on this show yesterday but it became official during get up this morning Adam Schefter breaking the news that the Steelers and the Titans will not play this weekend <clears throat> that game between two AFC contenders Pittsburgh is 3-0 and Tennessee is 3-0 in the big picture that is very low on the list of importance when it comes to this story. But because of additional positive tests involving the Titans, those teams will not play Sunday, nor Monday, nor Tuesday. They'll play some other time later in the season, assuming that they can. And the first and foremost piece of this is that we hope everyone is safe and healthy in Tennessee. Everyone's safety and health is, of course, by far the most important part, and you hope that there are no significant ramifications there from the people, not just the players, but the others, Testing positive. Shefty's going to jump in in about a half hour with the latest on it. Um, As of this morning, there were 11 total positive tests between players and staff uh, within the Tennessee Titans. But once you get past that, assuming that everyone will ultimately be healthy, you start figuring out how do they do this now? Like we knew this was coming. This is pro football 2020, and it's going to be college football 2020. And it was, to some degree, baseball 2020. If you can't go into a bubble, as the NHL did and the NBA did, you're going to have to live with this stuff. And again, baseball, to their everlasting credit, they did. They took it as seriously as it could be taken. They canceled games, moved them around, jumped around. All but two teams wound up playing 60 games. They got to the postseason, and here we are. They're headed to, to sort of um, augmented bubble sites starting next week, and they're going to make it to their finish line. And I believe pro and college football will as well. And we're just going to have to deal as fans and others with these complications along the way. And so we do have one suggestion. This came from, I call him Hembo. Many of you uh, may remember him from the Mike and Mike days. If you watch our show in the mornings, get up. He is a huge part of that. Paul Hembo, um, who is Hembo, uh, is who was my researcher for years and now a producer, but he always puts together these numbers for me. The Steelers... Have a bye week, week eight. The Titans have a bye week, week seven. You could move the Steelers and Titans from this week when they to week seven, which is when the Titans' bye is, and then the Steelers could play the Ravens the following week. The Ravens have their their bye, so you could move Steelers Ravens to week eight when the Steelers otherwise had their bye, and you could move Steelers Titans to week seven. That seems like a spot in the schedule where this could fall. If you're just logically at places, it's all going to be about where buys fall. And I think we all have to be prepared for two possibilities. One of them, well, in fact, I'll say this wasn't even a possibility. This one is a, is a likelihood. In fact, it's already happening. There are going to be inequities in this. There just are. Well, the Steelers aren't supposed to have their bye week now. That's correct. They're not. But these are circumstances beyond our control. And as I said to you yesterday, in 2020, your options are either to make do or just don't bother trying. If we want a season, this is what we're going to have to deal with. The other side of it that I think we're going to have to be prepared for is the possibility that not all of these games will get played. The only thing worse for the NFL than having some games canceled entirely is having all the games canceled entirely. So they will play when they can. And if it winds up that one, well, it couldn't be one, I guess, two or four or some number of teams wind up playing 15 games instead of 16. If everyone winds up playing 15 games and some play 14, we just all have to live with that. Dan Graziano said it on Get Up yesterday, and it was perfectly phrased. Fairness is not the first priority in 2020 in pro football. It genuinely is about the survival of the season. They want to have a season. There are a million reasons why it is imperative that they do. All of us are invested in it to some degree, whether it is just as fans or some of us who make our living in and around the sports world. All these things are just going to have to be okay with us. So Pittsburgh, Tennessee will not get played this weekend. And again, most importantly, we certainly hope that everyone within Tennessee, is uh, the organization there is fine and comes back from this quickly to whatever degree there. I'm told there are some who are having some symptoms. doesn't sound like anything serious, and we certainly hope that it will not turn into anything like that. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. You need the best coverage not just in football, but your wireless network as well. Straight Talk Wireless gives you the same networks as big carriers for up to half the cost. 45 bucks a month for 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. All right, to the NBA Finals, and it's pretty much this simple. The Lakers are just too good. The Lakers are just definitively better than the Miami Heat. That was on full display last night. It took the Lakers about 10 minutes to wake up last night, and once they did, that thing was over. That was over before Goran Dragic got hurt. It was over before Jimmy Butler got hurt, and it was over before Bam Adebayo got hurt. And even if those guys had not gotten hurt, it was going to be over. And now that they're injured, I think there's real concern for this series and how competitive it might or might not be. I've told you many times, I'm in the interesting business. I'm just rooting for interesting things to happen. To me, the least interesting thing that can happen is the Lakers marching to four consecutive easy victories and the coronation of the king. It wouldn't be undeserved. They deserve it in every way. They have earned it, and you will not hear me in any way, diminish the accomplishment of the Lakers because this is who they got in the final. The Heat earned it. 100% earned their way here. They beat a good, solid Milwaukee team that was the best team in the sport all year long, handily. They took care of business against Boston. They've got good players, great coaching. They are, they are a worthy team. I am not taking anything away from them, and I take nothing away from the Lakers' accomplishment. I just don't want to see a sweep. I'd like to see some good games. And I hope that we will get one in game two. But if it looks anything like last night, then this figures to be a very short experience. We were talking about on, I'll I'll give you a little insight. We were talking with the staff on TV today about doing a piece about LeBron's legacy and the impact of another championship to be ready to go if and when they win it. And someone said, we'd better have it ready for Wednesday because game four is Tuesday. Now, I hope we don't air it Wednesday. I hope it doesn't air until well after that, or maybe not at all. But right now, the way it's headed, looks like it could be a short series. And I have two more things I'd like to say about it. One of them is, this may not be the end. This season all along was going to be LeBron James' best chance to win a title for the rest of his career, because he figures to be better now than he ever is again. He is just at an age now where you don't get better. You just get slightly worse. In his case, very slightly. Candidly, he didn't get worse. He had one of his best seasons ever, and by far the best season ever for a player his age. But it is inevitable. He has to start to decline a little. It just has to happen, because he's 35 years old, and he is he's just so gifted and so brilliant and so ridiculously good that you don't even notice the little tiny... Um, in it and 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 again they all got four months off so he is as rested as any player has ever been at this stage and oh by the way he has a running mate now who is just as valuable or close to it anyway as he is and that brings me to my next point LeBron James and Anthony Davis are going to be the best one-two punch in basketball again next year regardless of what the Clippers do regardless of what they have in brooklyn, regardless of what they have in houston, regardless of what they have in dallas, regardless of anything else that happens, there are no there is no situation where they have a better one-two punch than the los angeles lakers. because lebron james remains the best player in the world and anthony davis is is the way he's playing right now, he's top 5. We have been saying for years, he should be a top five player in the NBA. He is. And he is a matchup impossibility. And he's only going to get better. With the experience that they've gained through this, I believe this experience will make Anthony Davis a better player. The playoff experience, first finals game last night, he scored 34 points. Dominated. No one can hang with him. So as LeBron gets slightly incrementally worse, Anthony Davis will get better. They will also continue to add pieces. Remember, they're doing this whole postseason without Avery Bradley, who opted out because of family concerns regarding the coronavirus. He's an important part of their team. They have other players who are going to get better, and they can mix and match. Maybe Dwight Howard isn't a part of the mix. Maybe Rajon Rondo isn't a part of the mix. Both of them are playing meaningful roles in this bubble. But they will find other people. That's a team people are going to want to go play for. Players want to go play with for the Lakers anyway, and to go get a chance to play with LeBron and AD, the ring chasers will be out. So we may be looking at the beginning of another Laker dynasty. All you Laker haters out there, I have that bad news for you. And all you Laker fans, I think this is the beginning of something special. I I can't imagine it lasting as long as Kobe and Shaq. Forget about Magic and Kareem. We may never see anything like that again two guys staying together that long. But even Shaq and Kobe, I'm not sure this is destined to be that long just because of LeBron's age. But for the next two or three seasons, while LeBron is still pretty close to his peak, they're the team to beat. There is no reason I can see that they are not the favorite going into each of the next two or three seasons in the NBA. So, of course, anything can happen. But they remain the best team. So I think we are watching the beginning of the next Laker dynasty. That's number one. Number two, Jay Williams had an interesting thought today. He came and sat with me on Get Up for a segment, but what we're going to play you here came from his radio show. He's on, of course, Keyshawn and Zubin every morning, KJZ here coast to coast on ESPN radio. And he brought up something that we talked about, he and I, both on and off the air before the restart. During the pandemic and before the restart, the idea that maybe the NBA could use this opportunity in the bubble, where travel is not a consideration, to try the reseeding that many of us have been in favor of for years. Rather than having an Eastern Conference playoffs and a Western Conference playoffs, as they have forever, just seed the teams one through 16. And after watching game one of the finals last night, here's Jay Williams suggesting he thinks the league got this one wrong. I just wish that the league would have had a playoff series where they just ranked the best teams, one through sixteen, regardless of East or West, and just let them play. When I look at the East, Milwaukee, okay, they're good. Giannis is good. Toronto, okay, they're good. But I don't think anybody would have had a team from the East beating either the Lakers or the Clippers. I thought the best teams were in the West, and I think they missed an opportune time just to see them 1 through 16, and I think it would have been a completely different scenario. I don't think we would have had a blown out in the championship game. So that's Jay Will this morning. I think that actually was from Get Up. It doesn't matter. He said it on both shows. And the point of it is this. I think he's right. Now, I'm not going to be critical for the following reason. If Adam Silver, if I had said to him before the restart, this is the, I think, I think, I know I did say it on TV. I don't remember if I talked to Adam about it or not. It doesn't matter. If I had said to him, this is the perfect opportunity to reseed, and he had said, those weren't the rules these guys played under all season long. It would not be fair to change it now. We're changing so much that to sort of this abruptly change that now would be unfair, I would buy that. That said, I still think they should have done it. And I believe they should do it. I believe the NBA is so top heavy, the west is so much better than the east. That I mean the Heat are in the finals. They had the 10th best record in the NBA this year. Now again, they they earned it. They deserved it. They went through the teams that were in front of them. I take nothing away from them, but they're by no means the second best team in the NBA. So if we could create a scenario that is not tricked up or phony or rigged, but very real and valid with integrity, that gives you the chance to have the two best teams playing for the championship at the end, that is at the end of the day what we want. So I think this was a good time to try it. The reason they have always said they can't do it Is because of travel considerations, because you don't want a West Coast team. If you just seeded teams one through 16, I'm just making this up now, and the Brooklyn Nets this year had wound up being the 16th seed, and the Los Angeles Clippers had wound up being the first seed, then right off the top of of your playoffs, you got 3,000-mile trips going back and forth, and they don't want that. Now, those are rules they put in place at a time when travel was a lot more complicated than it is now. I believe they could overcome that anyway. But clearly, in the bubble, it's a non-factor. They're all living in the same place, and they're playing in the same gym no matter what. So I do think this was an opportunity to try it and see if we like it. And they didn't do it. And as a consequence, hopefully, we don't have a one-sided series. And the, the best hope I have for the Heat at this point, first of all, these guys can't all be seriously hurt. If they're going to be playing without Autobio, or if Adebayo is is se- severely limited Based upon the shoulder last night, then forget it. He's the only big they have. And Butler turned an ankle and it looked bad. If you watch that on the replay, that looked really bad. And then Dragic has, according to Woj, has a, a, a plantar issue, a plantar fasciitis. I mean, that, that, that ended John Havlicek's career. That, I guess there are varying levels of that. It sounds bad. If those guys don't play, then forget it. But if they're able to play, here's the hope I have. Pat Riley is my hope. Pat Riley is one of the great motivators in the history of sports and one of the true tough guys. His movie star good looks should fool no one. He's from Schenectady, New York. He is not from the Hollywood Hills. And he is a tough son of a gun. And I know that he is right now and making sure that every player on that team, Jimmy Butler, Adebayo, every single one of them is aware. Hey, on ESPN, they're talking about how they should have reseeded Because you guys stink, and you're ruining the finals, and you have no chance. And that idiot Greenberg is talking about a Laker dynasty and all of that. That's what Pat Riley is telling those players, and I hope it motivates them. I hope it fires them up to go out there with their hair on fire tomorrow night. Because they'll need to. Because they are overmatched. They are playing a better team. The best player in this series is on the Lakers. The second best player in this series is on the Lakers. You could almost at this point argue over which one is first and which one is second. But what you could never do is argue over whether both of them are better than anybody on the heat. And in basketball, that is a very tough mountain to climb. So they're going to have to try and climb that in Miami. We'll see if they're able to do it. Greeny with you here, and I invite you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It is official. College football is back, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. I'll tell you when to call. This isn't the time. We'll take some calls later this, on this program, as we always do, but it, it's not going to be for a little while, so don't call now. While I have a moment, I want to mention one other thing. It's a football story, and it involves one of the most talented players in the sport. But when I was a kid, I will set it up by telling you a story about my childhood. When I was a kid, my mother had these towels, these special hand towels, like fancy towels. They must have been given to her or us as a gift at some point in my life. And there were these beautiful, fancy towels, the kind of small ones, not big bath towels, but the kind that you would, you would put next to the sink and you would use to dry your hands after you washed your hands. And they were very fancy and nice. And in my entire life, they never left the closet. We never took them out because they were being saved for company, special company. And I, I, I joke now, my mother's favorite actor was Paul Newman. She thought he was incredibly good looking. I used to say, we obviously were waiting for Paul Newman to come to my house and wash his hands. Because we never, wa- we never use the good towels. And the, what I'm trying to illustrate is what the hell good are the towels, no matter how good they are, if you don't use them? And that brings us to Odell Beckham Jr. Odell has been an extremely good guy through all of what is going on in Cleveland. He knows his reputation. He's not going to complain, nor should he, about how they're using him in the offense. But someone needs to say this. DeAndre Hopkins is averaging 11 catches a game in Arizona. And Odell Beckham has made 11 catches this season for Cleveland. The Browns are a team that wants to run the ball. And I don't blame them. They've got Nick Chubb. They've got Kareem Hunt. Spent a bunch of money on the offensive line. And their quarterback is not Aaron Rodgers. So if I were in their shoes, if I were the coach, Kevin Stefanski, I too would want to run the ball. But what good is having Odell Beckham? Odell Beckham is DeAndre Hopkins. He's that good. You have one of the great weapons. You have the fanciest towels in the world. But if you don't put them on the hook, it doesn't make any difference. So they need to either put the towels out and use them to dry their hands or give the towels to somebody else. I think that trading Odell Beckham Jr. between now and the deadline is something that might make sense, not critically. I'm not saying this as a negative towards Odell. It just doesn't make sense to have him there and not use him. Coming up, I have a few more suggestions from the NFL that are going to make people mad. Adam Schefter will join me with the very latest on the NFL's postponement and, of course, more on the NBA Finals. We are busy. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions
0: apply. Greeny, the podcast.
1: Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. As we were half past the hour on a very busy Thursday, crazy time in the world of sports, and normally I will give you the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, but I have someone even better to do it today. The one and only Adam Schefter is with me on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Hello, Schefter.
0: Hello there, Greeny. How you
1: doing? Excellent. And so we had a lot of fun this morning, but also the very serious business uh, as you broke the story on Get Up that indeed the NFL has decided to postpone the game this weekend between the Titans and Steelers beyond this weekend, it won't be played Sunday or Monday or Tuesday. So let's start with with what we know about that. What what will they consider as they figure out how and when to reschedule the game?
0: Well, the interesting thing here is that the Steelers and the Titans don't have the same bye week. I believe one team is week seven, another team is week eight. So what you now need That's to right. do is you need to bring in other teams and have them switch their bye weeks. And I would imagine the postponing this game will necessitate. Other changes in other team schedules to make this work for later in the season. That's just the way they'll have to be. Now the other issue, Greeny, of course, is that you know we have the Titans spread right now. The outbreak there. Who's to say it's not going to get a little bit worse? Hopefully, it doesn't. But usually, the incubation period is three or five days afterwards. We're on Thursday. The tests started coming in Monday, so we're not out of the woods there. There could be more, and if they have to. Basically, quarantine. You wonder if the Titans game next week will be okay. I think so. I hope so. But we don't know so just yet, and you have to wait and see in the season of COVID. But in the interim, the league is rescheduling the Titans Steelers game for later in the year. They'll have to juggle other teams' buys as well to make it work. And this is one of those years where you have to make a lot of changes to do a lot of different things, and people are going to have to be flexible. And no one really loves it. We love the routine and structure that the NFL season usually offers us. But this is a season that doesn't provide that same opportunity. Structure and routine and certain expectations are not going to be met all the time.
1: That's right. Not for them and not for us as fans and reporters. And all of that is fine. We all will. It, it is way the, the options are not perfect or this. The options are this or no season at all. So we will take it quickly. I think it's a big deal that at least to my knowledge, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong, there have been no positives among the Vikings. And the Vikings played the Titans this past week. So that would suggest, look, some of the Titans players, I I don't know this, I'm not a doctor, I'm not Anthony Fauci, it, it would seem to me that if they played each other Sunday and the virus was not transmitted to anyone on the Vikings in the big picture looking forward to the rest of the season, that is a very, very good sign.
0: I agree with that. I mean, listen. We are not doctor scientists, but that would seem to be encouraging. And the Vikings reported this morning that their newest tests were, in fact, all negative at this point in time. Again, a great sign, but I think their team trainer, Eric Sugarman, uh, put it best this morning. And what he said, and I'm reading exactly word for word is, he said, and I quote, it seems like the sweet spot for a positive is between days three and five. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are critical days for us. That's from the head athletic trainer, Eric Sugarman, in Minnesota as of this morning. And so while the early signs are encouraging in Minnesota, we're only on one day of the four days that he listed as the sweet spot for the virus and the incubation period.
1: So we'll wait and see. At least so far, the news has been good. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. While I have you, Shefty. Yes, sir. You know, I love, I love to just make up scenarios here. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. You're a reporter. I'm a talk show host. I just make up interesting things. But I don't think this one is like that. Odell Beckham has been a terrific citizen in Cleveland. I I think he is saying and doing all the right things in part because he wants to win and in other because I think he knows that his reputation is what it has been over the course of time and he doesn't want to seem like a malcontent. So he's been great. But the Cleveland Browns have made it pretty obvious that they want to run the ball like crazy and as well, they should. They have two great running backs. And I pointed out earlier, DeAndre Hopkins right now in Arizona is averaging 11 catches a game. Odell has 11 catches on the season through three games. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder at some point if, it might, if the Browns don't have plans to use Odell the way Odell is capable of being used, if that is a marriage that seems like it has a long shelf life or it isn't in everyone's best interest if at some point a change is made.
0: Well, I, I think we heard a lot of that conversation after the first week of the season when the Browns got blown out in Baltimore and people wondered whether that marriage would survive and whether it would thrive. And I think they won their last two games, correct? They certainly won. Uh, So that that kind of talk goes away when teams win. And so I I guess what I would say is, as long as they're winning, we're not going to hear that. But if and when they start losing and they play Dallas on Sunday, then you would hear, I think, more and more of that conversation slash speculation about Odell. Um, and I don't know what will happen with it. They, they have insisted all along when there were rumors that they were shopping in this season, they, they were adamantly, insistently denying them, saying it's not true. And then the Browns officials I spoke to after week one, when the same sort of conversation came up again, were just as strong. Like, we have not had these talks, that's them, not me, from people I trust and who are honorable. And so, um, yeah, it's always possible. Yes, it's a new regime. This current regime didn't acquire him. But this current regime also, to date, to my knowledge, unless somebody's lying to me, has not had any conversation with other teams about trading him.
1: One more thing. Let's let you have a little fun. If there's one thing I know about Shefty, it is that he wants to spend the next 60 seconds giving you his thoughts on the NBA Finals. We saw a dominant performance last night from the Lakers. What are your thoughts on the Lakers and the Heat in the NBA Finals?
0: Well, first of all, I loved what the Heat did during the postseason. They just took apart teams that seemed to be more talented than them. And I really thought that they would be able to play with the Lakers and then I put on the game last night, and I saw Drogic go down, and I saw Adebayo hurt his shoulder, and I saw Jimmy Butler hurt his ankle, and I said, why does this feel like it's over already? It just That's what it mm-hmm. felt like watching game one. I thought that he were incredibly resilient, tough, uh, Love the way that they've been put together, Love the people on that team, and I just felt like Kobe's spirit shines on, Lakers year. Hmm.
1: That's an interesting thought. Shafter, you're the best. Thank you. Outstanding this morning, and I will see you soon
0: have a great day. Thanks for having me. All right, you too. Adam
1: Schefter with me as always here. And you can make sure you can listen to the Greeny Podcast and the Get Up Podcast today. So they turn our show here, this radio show, every day we turn it into a podcast. It's two one-hour podcasts to make it as easy as possible. You listen to it, download it anywhere you get your podcasts and the Get Up Podcast. On Thursday and Friday of this week, so today and tomorrow, there is bonus content on there. It's brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'll tell you what it is. At the end of the hour, at the end of the regular podcast that you hear, I give you a couple of picks for this weekend. I call them hashtag KOD. You can make a fortune just by betting against me because I'm always wrong. Speaking of wrong, I can tell you someone who I think got it completely wrong just yesterday. I'll tell you that right after this word from ZipRecruiter. The best teams start with great talent, but finding the right people can be a challenge. When it comes to hiring, ZipRecruiter can help you find the right candidates for your team fast. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over a hundred top job sites, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right skills and experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. To try ZipRecruiter for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. At ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Back in just a moment, Greeny on ESPN Radio.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had,
0: Greeny, the podcast.
1: Greeny, with you here. And yes, we've got the NBA finals. And yes, we've got all this football. And yes, we've got uh, an unprecedented 16 teams in the baseball playoffs. But I insist for a moment we talk about golf. And that is brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. And there isn't any golf of consequence going on right now. But I just feel a need to tell you this, that I was watching the Yankees and the Indians the other night. And all of a sudden, a promo for the Masters came on. The Masters will be in November. Have you seen the pictures, by the way, of Augusta in the snow? But that's neither here nor there. The promo for the Masters came on. And I will tell you that for just a brief moment, I had, as people say these days, all the feels. Greeny had all the feels. They showed that promo. Soon there's going to be the azaleas if they bloom in November. I really don't know. I'm not an expert in that horticulture, but you're going to get all of the beauty and all of the history and all of the tradition unlike any other, and it's coming up in just about six weeks, so I insist we talk about golf, just basically is to tell you that golf is around the corner, incredibly meaningful golf. The next two majors we get will both be played at Augusta National, and I for one am here for it. Greenie presented by Progressive Insurance, drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Okay, I think I told you right at the beginning of this radio show, right right when I came back in the middle of August, that having done uh, a television show literally every single day during the pandemic, every weekday during the pandemic, that that the staff of Get Up and I had this conversation, and we had been keeping a file, and the title of the file is, Why Weren't We Doing This Anyway? Things that we've started to do that we, we only did because we had to, because we were living in, in these... Uh, unique circumstances, but that we realized this is actually good. It's better than what we were doing in the first place. So let's keep doing it. Hence, why weren't we doing it anyway? Well, there are three examples in sports that I could give you, one of whom just yesterday, I think, got this wrong. We already talked about the NBA. The NBA had an outstanding opportunity to try something rather than playing their postseason in exactly the same configuration that it has always been, which is to say the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference that play off against each other and then the champions of each conference meet for the title, which is what's happening now, this was a great opportunity because travel was not a consideration. All the teams are in the same place playing in the same gym to seed all of the teams 1 through 16 and then let, let's just see how that goes and see if we like it better. Now, I understand that there were a lot of reasons why not to do it. They're in a bubble. I'm sure there were reasons they couldn't do it. This is not meant to be a criticism. But I am merely saying it was an opportunity to try it, and they chose not to take it. It is what it is. Major League Baseball, on the other hand, went all in on things to try. The 2020 baseball season looked nothing like any other season ever, not just because it was condensed to 60 games, but they put all these teams in the playoffs, 16 playoff teams and seven inning double headers and a runner at second base to start the 10th inning. And there will be some of that that will stick. We can have all kinds of conversations after the World Series is over about what parts of that should stay. Should they expand the playoffs? Should there be 16 teams? Maybe not 16, maybe 14, maybe 12. Should they be more than the 10 that they already had? These are perfectly legitimate conversations. Do we like seven inning double headers? Not crazy. It it defies the convention, the history of the sport, the tradition, but that isn't necessarily a bad thing. So these are just things that were on the table, and the baseball chose to try it. The basketball did not. Yesterday, I saw this story from Heather Dinich, our outstanding college football insider. Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott suggested expanding the college football playoff from four to eight teams this season But the CFP Management Committee did not approve the idea during their meeting yesterday. So the playoff will not expand this season. Now, any of you who have listened to me over the years, I talked about this forever on Mike and Mike. I have talked about it many times on Get Up, and I will now talk about it here for the first time. I am not in favor of expanding the playoff. I believe that what makes college football great is the urgency of every game that we watch games in normal seasons that are played the last week of August that are playoff games, playoff games. Oregon and I forget who they uh, Oregon-Auburn last year was a playoff game. It was played in August. Every game means everything in college football, and I think that more than anything else has been responsible for the extraordinary growth of its popularity. College football's popularity is based on two things. Um, regional passion which has always been there, but now we live in a society where where we need some urgency and college football gives you more urgency than any other sport. So I think that has been uh, extremely important and valuable for them and I would be afraid of sacrificing that if you expanded it even to eight teams. But even I would acknowledge if you could try it just once, if you got a freebie to try it and see if you like it, with the perfect ability to just go back again, I would do that. Let's give it a try. The problem with changing it is, once you change it, it's very hard to change it back. You can't make some big announcement. We are now making the playoff eight teams and decide you didn't like it and go back again. But this year, you could have. This year, you could. You could just get a free trial. You could try an eight-team playoff and see if it's better. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe there'll be more money made, not less. Maybe you will find some way that tradition doesn't always have to trump everything. I mean, the idea of the Rose Bowl not being played on January 1st seems to scare people to death. And I love the Rose Bowl, but I don't know that if you played it on a different date, it would make that much difference. The point is, while I don't think that they should expand the playoff, I'm open-minded to the possibility that it will be better, that it would be a good thing. And if you gave me a free shot for one year to see how it plays out, to see how it feels, to see what the impact is, to see what the unintended consequences are, and all those things that you can only get through trial and error, they got a free shot at it. They just handed you, if you're college football, again, it's a pandemic. I don't want to diminish that, but those are the circumstances. The pandemic handed you this opportunity to just try it and see if it worked. And they just decided not to. I'm confused by that. I don't understand why you wouldn't give it a try because you can always go back if you don't like the way it plays out. Curious to hear what you think about that. We'll open the phones a little bit later in our next hour. Get your thoughts. Louis Riddick will join me live next. NBA Finals and more. ESPN Radio.